You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? You are now rocking with your host of the Decoding Success Podcast, Matt Labrie. And today, I am bringing you some more fire for your ears with special guest of the day, Neil Patel. Neil is a New York Times bestselling author. The Wall Street Journal calls him a top influencer on the web. Forbes says he is one of the top 10 marketers of today's day and age. And Entrepreneur Magazine says he created one of the 100 most brilliant companies. On top of that, if that wasn't enough, he was recognized as a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30 by President Obama and a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 35 by the United Nations. And today, he is joining us to have his continued success decoded to provide all of us that are tuned in right now with the insights and valuable golden nuggets he's picked up through his journey to the top. But before we hop into that, I want to give a huge shout out to all of you who continuously tune in, sharing the show with your friends and family and colleagues on social media and all of that good stuff. Thank you for the support and all of the kind words and feedback because it's really meant the world to us here at Decoding Success. If you are tuned in and haven't had a chance to drop a rating or a review just yet, that too would mean the absolute world to me as we continuously try to build the street cred for the show, which helps us get guests just like Neil on here. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode with Neil Patel. Neil, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us and add value to the show. I truly do appreciate it. And no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So the way I kick the show off is to, whenever I'm interviewing someone, I like to get an understanding of how they like to define success. So with that said, how do you define it? Success to me is whatever makes you happy. Some people want to strive for money. Some people want to strive for freedom. Some people strive for sitting on the beach and just relaxing and not having to worry about bills. Uh, Some people strive for learning more and always getting smarter. To me, again, success is whatever makes you happy, whatever satisfies you. For sure. Now, how do you personally stay on track for actually getting after that happiness? Uh, So you're saying, how do I stay on track to get after you get the happiness? What I'm saying is actually, how do you, you know, make sure that you're on track to continue to attain that happiness, right? Because obviously we're humans, we're going to have bumps in the road, we're going to hit roadblocks, we're going to hit challenges, but how do you either like get yourself back on track or just stay on track? Yeah, so typically once you figure out what is success for you, you then want to figure out how to get there, put a timeline, it could be a few years, one year, six months, whatever it may be then however long a period of that is, let's say it's one year, you break the task down to achieve that, your goal, in a monthly level, right? So you're breaking down into 12 segments. From there, you want to break it down each month into 30 segments. From there, you want to break down each day into roughly, you know, small little tasks that you can complete within an hour or two. And if you do that, it'll help you stay on track. If you just set up a big goal, what you'll find is, you can be really off. But when you set up all these very small little tasks that you can get done within a few hours, if it's not within a few hours, that means the task is too big and it needs to be broken down smaller and smaller. But by doing that, what you'll find is mm-hmm. you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to much increase your odds of accomplishing your goals and being quote unquote in your own eyes successful. Yeah, I definitely like that. Definitely breaking it down is super helpful. Now, I want to dive into your book, your New York Times bestselling book. 
in your book, you know, you talk about, and this book is called Hustle. It's a great book. I've read it twice. In your book, you talk about breaking free of that nine to five lifestyle. And this is something that I personally did recently by leaving my job with Damon John of Shark Tank. And, you know, a lot of people that listen to this show are either entrepreneurs or they want to be. But one thing that stops them is kind of having that courage to take that quote unquote leap of faith. So what is your take or what is your, you know, advice on how do you actually muster up that courage to make that move? Well, typically, if you're not willing to make the move, that means you're not passionate and you don't believe enough in your idea. You just got to take that leap of faith. And usually if you really love that idea, you're willing to take the leap of faith. Yeah, for myself at least. And, you know, I I just felt like this intuition or this gut feeling. So when people ask me, you know, what was it or how did you muster up the courage to, to take that leap of faith? I was just like, listen, I trusted my gut. And that's not necessarily the answer they always want to hear. So when I have individuals uh, hop on the show, that's something that I try and get out of them. But I, I totally agree. It comes down to passion and really being, in, you know, in love with what you're looking to do. Now, another thing you mentioned in the book is betraying yourself to stay true to yourself. Now, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, so think of it this way, right? Uh, and, and I'll actually cover something that's actually a bit different that'll help people even more. Okay. So right now you guys want financial freedom. You want to end up quitting. You want to end up doing your own thing. You have idea on what you want to do. Now here's a big mistake that most people make. Forget the leap of faith. Forget just making that plunge. Most people believe that they make the plunge, things are going to get better, there's a chance that they could end up succeeding. But there's a bigger issue that lies that not too many people talk about. Are you truly doing what you end up loving? See, what most people don't know is, you know, yeah, you're born. And when you're born, some people are like, oh, I want to be a doctor, and they go be a doctor. And you're just like, whether you're in your 20s or 30s, sometimes even 40s, 50s, 60s. Some people are like, yeah, I just don't know what that thing is. I don't know if I want, I didn't know if I want to be an astronaut or a doctor or whatnot when I was a kid. I didn't have that. And when people have this idea and they want to take that leap of faith and, you know, go out on their own, what they end up doing is they pick something that they like and they go after it. But here's the thing. Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rules. You spend 10,000 hours on something to become an expert. You become really good at it. And then from there, you know, you have a better shot of doing well, making money. Uh, being one of the best people in that field. But here's the thing. Most people don't know what they love. 10,000 hours to spend in something, figure out if you love it or not, is a bit too much. We have the philosophy, I have the philosophy, of you should just go try a lot of little things. What you'll find is what you're naturally good at tends to be some of the things that you love more. And if you take the stuff that you're naturally good at and you find something that you love at the same time, doing it and you're just trying little things every single day to figure out what you really love and once you figure out hey i think i love this and you spend a bit more time to confirm that that truly is a passion yours and you want to keep pushing forward and you figured out what you're good at what you love and what you want to do that's when you should consider taking the leap of faith don't take the leap of faith and quit your nine to five when you have steady income until you truly figure out what you want to end up doing and most people believe they know what they want to do but then they make that switch and it's like oh crap i'm six months in and i hate this essentially you suggest like taking a actual calculated risk as opposed to just hey like i'm taking this leap and i'm going to build the plane on the way down you know so is that what you're saying like more so a calculated risk 
Exactly. Because if you just take that leap of faith and it's not calculated, you're going to be losing money. You may not like what you're doing. You, you need to test before you buy. Think of it as marriage. You don't just randomly get married to a random person off the street. You got to know them first, make sure you like them, right? You're dating these ideas as well. So that way you're not quitting your main job. Think of it as like a side hustle. And once you've figured out what you love, then go full forward with it. And, you know, try to make it a, a real thing. And you don't have to make a lot. You know, a, a lot of people are like, oh, my fat house, I need to make a million dollars a year before I quit my job. I'm like, well, your job only makes you 40 grand a year. How do you need to make a million? That's unreasonable. And also, when you're doing this, make sure you cut back on your expenses. I know that sounds silly. But whatever your expenses are, really try to get them down. Because if you don't need a lot of them, what you'll find is it'll make your life easier. The moment you have all these bills and unnecessary bills, because everyone has bills, at least once you're in your 20s, 30s, you have bills. What you'll find is if you have too many extra bills, it puts additional stress on you and it'll make your journey even harder. With all that said, how much does scalability actually come into play here? Because if I'm you know, let's, I'm going to use an example. I was in the event industry from probably 17 to 24 years old, and I was monetizing my personal brand and having a lot of fun with it, but it definitely was really just a side hustle. And listen, I didn't want to make a life out of it, but say someone does, right? And say someone is only making 30K a year doing that. How much does that scalability come into play if, you know, they're happy and, you know, it's something that they are passionate about? You don't need scalability. You can, at that point, you can just end up cutting back on expenses and live off of 30K. You can move to a place like Thailand and live for a king like 30 grand. There's a lot of ways to make things work. People just need to get creative and be willing to think outside the box. I know people yeah. who live off of in Thailand for less than $30,000 with a family of four, right? Their wow. spouse, two kids. That's amazing. We kind of get caught up in that lifestyle because we're looking at everyone's highlight reels on social media, you know, that we want those Maseratis and the Rolexes and the things of that sort. So I totally agree with you and being able to cut down those expenses. It definitely does help. Yeah, now, it's unrealistic too. It's just like you look at all those Instagram pictures, most of them are staged. They're not even natural. And then when they're staged, they're photoshopped on top of that. Half those cars are leased and not even owned by the people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I definitely do. And, and then the... the and then they'll say things like, it's a better business decision. And it, it, I'm not saying they're not wrong, but a lot of them, even their $15 million houses that they're living in, they're rented. They're not even bought. So um, it, it's not like they have crazy wealth. And that's what I was getting at. And which is just like, you know, some of them may, but in general, just don't get caught up into it. Do whatever you like, whatever makes you happy, whatever's fun for you. For sure. Now, I know if, if I don't talk marketing with you, people that listen to this show are going to be mad at me. So you are like the top marketer in the, in the world. You know, you, you were recognized by President Obama. You've been recognized by the UN and so many others. So my question is, you've made yourself an authority within that marketing world. Like you're recognized by all these amazing people. How did you get there? Like what was, like what, where was the start? Not even start. It was just doing it for 16, 17 years. You do something long enough, you'll get recognition. You just have to be patient. Nothing good happens overnight. And you don't have to worry about where to start. Just take that leap of faith once you've really figured out what you want to end up doing and you've tested out the water, you've taken that calculated risk. 
that's when you just go all in. You keep doing it for years because when you're passionate and you love what you're doing, you're more likely to get those awards or the recognition or be quote unquote successful in whatever viewpoint you have. You know, I think uh, one thing that I've talked about quite a few times on the show is the fact that every overnight success really does take 15 years. So I love that you said that if you do this 16, 17 years and you stay consistent, you know, it will happen. So I, I definitely love hearing that. For someone that's looking to monetize their projects or their personal brand like myself, what's the best way to go about doing that? Like what, what are the steps there in regards to marketing ourselves? Yeah, if, you, if you're trying to market yourself, I would start off with video, uh, create content, upload it to YouTube, upload it to Facebook, upload it to LinkedIn. They love video right now. And a large portion of your follower base will just see it just because they lack video-based content at the moment. And it doesn't have to be professionally edited or anything. You don't have to go in the studio. Just bust out your iPhone or your Android phone and start shooting. So it comes down to just like, hey, like put out an MVP and start just doing something, right? Yeah. In other words, you have to create content and just start creating as much as possible. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. I think content is, you know, just putting something out there into the world so you can start to develop yourself into that authority figure is really big. Now, I, I always ask these two questions towards the end of my show. So I'm, I'm really curious to hear what you say. Now, these two questions, I've had people like Dave Meltzer on the show and a whole bunch of other people. Some laugh at them and they're just like blown away and some are so like so serious about them. So I'm really curious. The first question is, what was a piece of advice that you've received that you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? Uh, focus. You know, when I was younger, people were telling me you're trying to do too many things, just stick to one. I'm like, why not? There's all these opportunities out there. I want to do all of them. I'm like, I'm not an Elon Musk and most people aren't. It's too hard to do more than one business at once, no matter how good the opportunities are. Pick so, yeah, so you're Wow, that, that's actually great advice because, I mean, for me being selfishly right now, I feel like I have my hands in pretty much just three things, right? This podcast, which I just launched, public speaking and branding for clients. So what you're saying is to really just nail down on one? Correct. Exactly. Wow. Okay. That's great advice. I, I think, you know what, and that's, you know, it's really true because sometimes I really do feel like I'm spreading myself too thin. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. That's great. Now, another great question for someone that is success driven, right? And someone that's really looking to achieve their version of success. If you could be blunt and straight to the point, what, what would that advice be? So if they're looking to be successful, they're trying, they haven't achieved it yet. I would say give it time. And I know that's not necessarily advice in which I'm giving you something that's tactical and actual. But the reason I say give it time is too many people quit too early. Uh, you just really need to stick with it. If you truly love it, give it time. Good things don't happen overnight. I, I think that's huge. I think patience is really so under underlooked and undervalued. And you just reassured it for everyone listening. Yeah, not just as underrated, but you look at other people and you compare yourself to them. It's like, why? Comparing yourself doesn't do anything. And even though you think that person's an overnight success, they're really not. You're just not seeing everything in the background. Yeah, we, we definitely never see the rags to the riches story. But how do you stop yourself from comparing, right? Because, it, you know, we're living in this digital age where we're being fed constant highlight reels and we're not seeing those blooper reels. Like, how do you not compare yourself? Just ignore it all. I know it's tough, but start, you know, unfollowing some of those people that you're comparing yourself to on social media. That's a great place to start. It's not going to do anything for you. Just like do what you love. Give it time. 
just because you, you know you see like the Gary V's and you're just like, oh, look at Gary V's so big. He's not an overnight success. And I'm not trying to talk trash on Gary V. He's done exceptionally well. He's a smart guy, but he put in his time. He put in his effort. You know, he grew his family's wine business. Then when he started his agency, he didn't walk away with a ton of cash. He started with you know peanuts compared to what he has now. Like just because you see him on Conan and all these TV shows before doesn't mean he made it. And I'm not trying to knock him and say he he didn't do a good job even before he started making money. He just put in a lot of time and effort and he just kept pushing forward. And people didn't see that. They didn't see all the small salary checks that he was getting for years, even though his company was making 20, 30 million, 40 million a year, right? They're doing much bigger. They're much bigger now, but like he had to put in his dues. Now, for someone that like receives mentorship from someone like, let's just say, Gary, you used him as an example. And, you know, yeah, they might be comparing themselves to him and they're receiving mentorship from him. But to unfollow him, like, is that, that's a little tough yeah, for some that's people. Different. You should, w- w- with Gary, it's a bit different because he doesn't claim he's an overnight success. If, if someone followed him and watches videos, he tells people, stop watching Netflix and go work and don't be lazy and work the weekend. And he even tells people how he's not an overnight success. So I'm not saying you should unfollow him, but I'm saying you should unfollow the people that you're comparing yourself to that are flashing their Lamborghinis and Ferraris and be like, look how I made all this money. This is all you need to do to make this kind of money and live this kind of life. Because that's full of shit. You're not going to make that. That's what's really considered fake news. No, I totally agree. Neil, man, it's been a pleasure, man. I, I really appreciate all the value that you've brought to the show. Now, where can people keep up with you? Where, like, where can they find you on social media? Uh, or you can just go to neilpatel.com. Uh, all my social media handles are pretty much Neil Patel. If you go to Facebook, if you just Google for Neil Patel or go to Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, you'll find all my stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And I know I've been on your website. You have amazing tools and a very insightful blog. So I really appreciate you putting all that stuff out there and really helping us. Yeah, no worries. All right, Neil. Thank you, man. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day for this. Thanks for having me. And there you have it, Neil Patel coming through in the clutch with an immense amount of insight while keeping it real as fuck. Listen, I love when there is absolutely no bullshit or fluff involved. Give it to us straight just the way it is. And that is exactly what Neil did today. He kept it real with all of us. Much respect for that. Make sure you check him out on social. And listen, his site, his website is jam-packed with resources and insights that you should check out if you're looking to bolster your marketing skills or your insights or your abilities, whether that's for a personal brand or for your business, this is the person you want to learn from. So I highly recommend checking out his site. And as mentioned earlier, if you haven't left a rating or review yet, actually, you know what? Let me start that over. If you haven't left a five-star rating and review yet, that would be clutch. It would mean the world to me. But if you find it more convenient to just share this with a friend, by all means, that works too. I appreciate you tuning into yet another episode. Until next time, be blessed. Peace.